you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thank you for joining us for HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR. We have a very special guest today, and we have Allison Babor. So she is a leadership coach for entrepreneurs. I'm really excited just to, to tap into her energy and her knowledge as it relates to being burnout. I think we can all relate to that really from a, a 20, 2020 perspective, just those feelings of, you know, as a leader, as an employee, the effects of being burnout, but how can leadership kind of manage and mitigate some of that burnout. So Allison, welcome. Thank you, Jada. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, fantastic. And we're, we're excited to have you. So I guess the first part is just tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I am an HR professional as well. I've been doing human resources for about 18 years now. I am a leadership coach and I love working with my clients on creating happier teams so that they can, small business owners can make more money, not work as much. I think that's always the goal when you start hiring a team, so you don't have to do it all yourself. And then take a vacation without having to check your email. And as you said, I think I found in 2020 especially, Burnout has become a much more pressing issue for many leaders, and really figuring out how to work best with your teams has become important. Uh, you're so right, and you're speaking my language. I relate to that as a business owner and an HR professional. And, and today, I know that we're really going to explore the topic in depth of utilizing your team to prevent burnout. So I guess kick us off with what are some of those, those tips that you have for, for leaders, entrepreneurs? So one of the tips that I love talking to people about uh, are creating good boundaries. And I think leaders really have an opportunity to create good boundaries for themselves to help, you know, restore their energy and prevent burnout. Um, but also when the leader creates good boundaries, then the team also kind of takes that example and they're more likely to be able to set good boundaries so that everybody is happier and more energetic. And I think that's really important, especially right now with so much unknown, people moving home, being completely zoomed out by virtual meetings, you know, recognizing when you need to take a break or turning your email notifications off at night so you can spend time with your family, whatever it is that you need to do to set those boundaries are helpful for both the leader and for the team. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think even with, with our clients and, and sometimes even myself, I think that we can get so caught up in everything that's, that's going on, whether it be for client demands and even, you know, employee questions. And so as you're thinking about this, how do you continue to navigate that? What about if it's just like, you know, if just really excessive client demands and it's just the needs of the business? Um, I think there's definitely ways to set up. There's always going to be times, I think, where urgent issues come up, where, of course, you may have to, you know, kind of go outside your stated hours. But I have found that by setting expectations with clients mm -hmm. uh, or right. even vendors or employees up front really helps set the tone. 
And so if a client knows that you're not accessible after, you know, 7 p.m., let's say on a weekday, or if your email comes in after 7 p.m., it's not going to be answered until tomorrow. You know, some people set up auto responses that you'll be, you know, receive a reply within 24 hours. I just think setting the expectation really helps because then the client or the employee or whoever has the questions not left wondering so they feel calmer and you feel calmer. Absolutely. You've got your boundary intact. So, yeah, that's a really good point. So, we just hired a new senior HR consultant, not new to HR. She has 20 years' experience, but new to the team. And I kind of said, yeah, I mean, we have a, you know, Monday through Friday, 8 30 to 5 30. But really, whenever you have your clients that you support, you, you kind of you teach your clients, right? How to communicate with you and when to reach out to you, even though, of course, we're going to respond to client emergencies, but also everything's not an emergency. Exactly. Yes. I tell my team that all the time. I mean, they, and I tell people up front, you know, I don't have my email notifications on when it's not my business hours or my working hours. So if you email me during those hours, that's fine if that's when you decide to work, but I won't reply till the next day. However, if it's an urgency, they can always text or call me. You know, I'm always accessible in that way. But you definitely teach people how to show you. And we, we have one client. I joke that he definitely had take, made the phrase, you know, your lack of planning is not my emergency. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I really want to put that in my email signature for him. But <laughs> I think just, you know, planning a little bit of ahead and setting expectations you know, as you said, a lot of things really aren't urgent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, then help maybe even training or helping your team and defining what's an urgent task. You know, you could even put it, I don't know, I don't know how far you want to get into this. I'm really into color coding and that sort of thing. So red, yellow, green, high, you know, high, medium, low, that sort of thing. However, you want to help your team really structure and even set those boundaries with your clients and maybe even with each other. So along those lines of, you know, utilizing your team, I guess, do you ever see it as beneficial to maybe even, it's not the leader, but setting an employee as the kind of the champion of either wellness or well-being or, or do you ever see that in your line of work? I do. Cause there's, I mean, I definitely think employees on every team have different skill sets and different passions and leaning into an employee's passion um, and letting them take the lead. Like, as you said, for wellness, for example, on your team is a really great way, not only to take things off the leader's plate, but also to give people on the team or that employee something that they love, that they're passionate about, a way to grow and a way for them to learn leadership skills too. So I think that's a great idea. Okay, awesome. Well, I was I was actually in a training earlier today and we talked a good bit about decision fatigue. And you kind of find this more so of what has happened in the midst of, you know, quarantining and COVID and, and I'm not sure if you've heard about this, but I don't know if you've heard even folks say, I'm so tired, but yet I'm home all the time or even have more time. Well, I think that's even tied back to the fact that we have so many more decisions to make and we have to be, you know, so much, even as leader, just consciously engaged and even, you know, intentional. And so I wanted to get your feedback on your understanding of decision fatigue and maybe even how that impacts burnout even. Yeah, I I have heard that a lot. In fact, I've felt it myself. So I can really relate with, you know, feeling tired uh, much more often, I think, during the pandemic and decision fatigue. 
because there are a lot of decisions right now with no right answers. And I, I was describing it to someone at work, even when, you know, talking about the pandemic and COVID, that everyone's beliefs or even their comfortability with risk is going to fall as a different line along the spectrum. And you have to make all these decisions all day long, which are at a much higher level than this time last year, which does, I think, wear you out. And I think as leaders, it's important to recognize this for yourself as well as for your employees. And then also knowing that there's not always a very clear decision. It's not always going to be black and white that there can be all sorts of shades of gray within a decision that are all acceptable. And so if you, and it's okay to give a team member a decision to take that off your plate. And if they decide a little, something a little different than you, that's okay, especially if it still works, right? So I think as much as we can recognize the decision fatigue and almost, I don't want to say share in it, but be okay with decisions that maybe right. my team you know, would have given more thought to, maybe those quicker decisions are okay right now. I agree. I mean, what you're talking about is also just being human. Like as leaders, we need to be okay being human. Yes. Um, whether you're in a small business or it's like even a, a corporate setting, that, that, listen, we're all, we're all experiencing this, <laughs> this being the pandemic in a different way, right? But in our, but we're all experiencing it. Does that make sense? Oh, it definitely makes sense. And I think showing your human side as a leader to your team is so important. And then also recognizing when other people might be having a tough day or they've reached that decision fatigue. Right. Uh, you know, and helping them out that day just means a lot. And even back to your original point of setting the expectation and being the example. So that actually will play into decision fatigue because you're kind of taking on some of that for your team, right? So. Right. And just echoing more so of what, you know, you've been saying is that you're, yes, you're being the example, but you're, you're actually alleviating some of their stress or questions even, or, or decisions and hopefully preventing burnout. Yes. Yeah. And I think being open about being human yourself or when you've made a mistake as a leader, or maybe on a day when you've just had enough and you need to go take a nap, <laughs> you know, I think... <laughs> That lets other people know that being human is okay, that, that the expectation's okay, so that you'll be understanding when they're having those days too. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say to listeners that are possibly business owners or leaders that are pushing back and saying, you know, why should I actually even care about this? I'm the employer. I need to focus on the needs of the business. I need to focus on our clients and serving our clients. I mean, why are we even talking about burnout and decision fatigue? Two reasons. I think the first reason is happy employees or more engaged employees are more productive. Okay. And so it's not always about that total hours worked, but the quality of the work. And so if you have a happier, engaged team member, they're going to be more productive, which is going to serve your clients at a higher level and also make you more money. So that to me is a big reason. And then the second with why should we care about burnout? Burnout costs companies a lot of money in health insurance dollars. And so if employees start having physical symptoms of burnout, they, you know, they will get physically sick as you start to experience burnout. And that has a real health insurance cost, which has a bottom line cost for small business owners. You're absolutely right. And, and thank you so much for talking it back to, I mean, besides being, you know, a good human, 
then we all care about how is this impacting you know the business overall and i think you highlighted that so well so any other tips that you would give our listeners our leaders um, I'm, the other tip I would give to leaders is that you don't have to do everything yourself. Um, it's okay to delegate along with the decision fatigue. You don't have to make all the decisions yourself. And I think just kind of letting go of some of that. And some people are already really good at that. Um, but I definitely know leaders who feel like all decisions or processes still have to go through them especially in the early stages of a lot of growth mm-hmm. in small business and learning how to delegate, let that go, letting your team members step up and, you know, lead in certain areas and making those decisions are also going to help you out as a leader so that you can manage your own burnout. That's so right. And I'm not sure if you've seen the article in the Wall Street Journal, but it's, it's about the art of the pandemic meltdown. And that's not just about employees. That's about leaders and business owners. Have you seen this article? Because if not, check it out. I'm going to go look it up. Oh my goodness. And it is really what's happening. The pandemic meltdown is whenever, you know, we're trying, we're, we're showing up every day. But listen, 2020 has been consistently quarantine, civil unrest. We've had political stuff, homeschooling. We've had all of this extra pieces, right? To endure, right. to get through, to experience. And then all of a sudden, you, there's this one really small thing, and then you just lose it. <laughs> it is the pandemic. I no. had that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I just had it moments ago, so it's okay. So, so it's kind of thinking through, making sure that you're you're doing these things. So this is why I'm tying it back to you. You need to do these things as the leader because hopefully it's also going to prevent you from having that pandemic meltdown, but also your team. Right, right. I mean, we ideally, we don't want anyone to have a pandemic meltdown. And, you know, having, I I actually tie um, good boundaries and delegating and learning how to make decisions and valuing people's time to self-care. I think it actually is really good self-care to have good, strong boundaries. So, and I think it's really important right now that we all have really good self-care to help minimize pandemic meltdowns. I'm not going to say prevent because they're probably still going to happen, but at least minimize or minimize their kind of lasting effect on you. That's right. Or hopefully they, they just expire on December, you know, 31st, 2020, at the end of 2020. I hope they just expire. (laughs) And we get a reset fresh start in 2021. But I'll say this, I've really enjoyed speaking with you this afternoon. And I just, I think that you've shared some valuable insight. I I think our listeners are going to want to reach out to you and learn more about you. So how do they do that? They can find me on my website, which is alisonbegore.com. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram as Allison Begore. I also have a great Facebook community called She Leads, um, which I'd love to have uh, listeners join. So there's a few ways to find me. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm going to join myself. So Great. What, what kind of services do you provide that we may not have highlighted or, or touched, but just give us an overview of your services again? Sure. Um, I really work with my clients who are mostly small business owners on creating happy teams is what I call it. And that's everything from hiring um, employees, you know, right the first time, um, learning how to manage employees, good communication skills, delegation and boundaries that we talked about. So it's everything around learning how to manage good teams to ultimately boost your own um, success and the money that your business makes. Fantastic. 
thank you for all the work that you do. Um, all of us entrepreneurs need you <laughs> and all that you do. And thank you so much for being a part of HR After Dark. And oh, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode. You can always subscribe, download more, but also visit willishr.com. Go to our HR Essentials. There's so many resources, blog articles, other podcast episodes that you can reach out and subscribe, get in touch, and really use this to your advantage as a leader, as a business owner. And thank you so much. I hope you get some sleep tonight.